Hi, welcome to the Square Eyes Guys, the show about films, TV, video games and comic books. I'm Josh. And I'm Lewis. And today we're going to talk about Netflix originals. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been, uh, I mean, kind of recently, I don't know, I thought it hadn't even come out yet, but um, the first ever Netflix original feature film. Mm-hmm. Beast of No Nation. Beast of No Nation, starring Idris Elba. It's a pretty big deal, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. I think it is. Like, in ter- I don't. I'm not a movie executive <laughs> in, in Hollywood, but it's, uh, it's done well, though, isn't it? It's done. It's done well. It's critically done well. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of sh- shaken up the the game for Hollywood, I imagine, just because it's a whole new idea that's not been done, and it's just taking more and more of the revenue, isn't it, for it's, Netflix? It's a whole new world. <laughs> and as, as a as a Netflix subscriber, mm-hmm. um, I want to see more original, yeah, um, feature films. Definitely, I would be happy to pay for a service, kind of like the BBC, a subscription service where they are generating their own content to a really high standard. Yeah, and you are, you know, really voting with your money then. Yeah. Way. Um, and directly funding it in that way I guess yeah definitely I suppose you're doing that anyway aren't you when you pay a cinema ticket or buy a yeah film. well it's, but, di- it's, it's different though isn't it what I mean is okay so my issue with Netflix on the whole is is the same with any streaming things and particularly with music streaming services like Spotify and stuff like that is that it doesn't aid the production of new yeah. new products because a a film well I don't know I don't know the ins and outs of the economics of Netflix but with Spotify especially if if a kind of emerging artist has an album on Spotify mm-hmm. then they're not going to make as much money from they're going to make like 0.01 pence per stream of their track right whereas a record label can just dump all the the legacy stuff the back catalogue of like old ABBA and whatever yeah. and that's already paid for itself so yeah. anything on top of that that they make and they'll make a substantial amount because it'll be getting played a lot more mm-hmm. so so these streaming services seems to seem to aid the mainstream content right. so it's good that we can directly fund new you know slightly left of field content in that way yeah do you agree definitely yeah like, do you know how Netflix buys their shows and films I do not they they like record what's uh, torrented lots Ah. and so they'll base um, like whether they want that well not whether they want they'll they'll look at the things and go oh this film has been torrented a lot let's put that on Netflix that makes sense they talk about it in third person let's put that on Netflix (laughs) right Netflix away well I mean I thought I was looking through Netflix the other day, and there's some good stuff on there, but it's largely, I mean, I was looking through the recently added films, and it's stuff like um, Johnny Depp's, uh, what's it called, Mordecai. Oh, right, yeah. And, I don't know, like (laughs) Transformers 7 or whatever. And it seems like, well, that's not fair to say, because Transformers probably... Hasn't had a seventh. <laughs> well, <laughs> performed well at the box office. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, but it seems like films that that underperform at the box office when they get their home release, 
there are more likely candidates to go on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, yeah. Prime Video, um, because they're like, this is a quick injection of cash that we can get for this thing that no one's going to buy on DVD, or yeah. no one is going to buy the digital version of. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, sure. I mean, what, perhaps though, bearing in mind that, that they get their content through researching what's been torrented and what's been streamed and stuff illegally, perhaps with these films, this the, these because obviously there's films where you think I'm not going to watch that in the cinema. I'll just watch it on the internet. Mm. Yeah, because I don't know if it's going to be any good. Maybe perhaps that's. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, I understand you. Anyway, I, I think there's there's probably an element of truth. The truth is somewhere between us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely with TV series, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense, because a lot of the TV series that have been aired on TV and then get put on. I mean, obviously Breaking Bad. Yeah. But then there's like Community, yeah. Arrested Development, which got a Netflix original uh, final mm. season. Stuff like that is very much, you know, things that people torrent and, or like, I don't know, Doctor Who and yeah. that kind of crap. Definitely. Um, but that isn't what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> well, we're it talk, it, it, well, it kind of is, but we're going to talk <laughs> about Netflix originals yeah. purely. Um, Okay, so just recently we've had um, three in particular Netflix original properties mm-hmm. that we are um, excited about, or were excited about, <laughs> and we're going to talk about whether they lived up to our excitement. Whether we're still excited about <laughs> Yeah. So this is um, Master of None, yeah. Aziz Ansari's... Um, masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> um, Marvel's Jessica Jones. Yeah, and Beast of No Nation. Beast of no Nation. So, what do you want to go for first? Um, well, we'll start with Aziz, shall we? Yeah, we'll start with Aziz. Have you you've watched the whole thing? Have you? Yeah. It was, well, how many episodes was it? Ten episodes. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. I think it was ten. Yeah. I think I was expecting there to be more. Actually. Why? I don't know. The last episode took me by surprise. As in you were watching it and you think, oh, this is the end. Yeah. All right, okay. I was expecting it. I think I was expecting like another, just the way it was, the progression of it, I was expecting another two episodes. Yeah, it was a kind of it a very like it should abrupt have been a 12, Yeah. 12 episode deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched that. Um, I, I, I really like Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Parks and Recs. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of his stand-up and wasn't that impressed with <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I, he, started, he, he annoys me as a person. Yeah, I think he works really well in an ensemble cast um, and works really well as the annoying one in Parks and Rec. Mm. So, you know, I was excited about this and I'd heard a lot about it, about, you know, it was kind of... I saw, like, the, the, big, the big kind of press thing that followed it was him saying... Um, he was on a chat show, and this comes up in the series, but he was on a chat show saying, um, talking about how when he'd been been auditioning for shows or pitching shows or whatever, they'd said, you can't have you can't have two Asian guys because yeah. then it becomes an Asian show, or you can't have two gay guys because then it becomes a gay show and stuff like that. You can't have two black guys because it'd be a black guy show. Um, and um, so I knew going into it that it would be... It's a very Tumblr kind of <laughs> series isn't it I, I don't mean I that in a bad way at all I, I mean it's it's dealing with uh, social 
perceptions. Sure. <laughs> I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with us. Do you disagree? <laughs> well, I, 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 I agree that it, it, it tackles certain social elements. Not in a particularly serious way, but no. I, was, I, was, I was disagreeing more with the Tumblr association. I think I've got a, a kind of um, a narrowed view of Tumblr. So I don't have Tumblr myself. No, neither do I. But everything I've ever seen that's come from Tumblr that's been shared, it's usually has some kind of social, 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 social political um, agenda. Yeah. I'm not, but it, I'm not I, knocking it, that at all. I, I think that that... I, I, right, okay, we'll get into something completely different here. <laughs> I, when I see on, I see this a lot on YouTube and stuff, and especially if you watch any gaming things, mm. and I don't want to get on the bad, the wrong side of any angry male white gamers or anything, but I see the, the social justice warrior thing thrown around like an insult. And it, it's, people are very quick to shoot people down with that when it seems to me that some people are just expressing what they think to be a social inequity. Mm. I think that there is there is still um, like a long way to go with representations of women in the media. Sure. And t- just acknowledging that doesn't make you some like crazy conspiracist hippie. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think that Tumblr is one extreme and yeah. then the you know, the YouTube gamers will, for some reason, they're, <laughs> they're the other extreme. <laughs> yeah. And also other people as well who are also... I mean, a lot of people are critical of Tumblr, you know, feminists and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, do you ever watch um, Movie Bob? No, I don't know what it is. Okay, so there's a guy, um, Bob... Uh, oh, his second name is something like Chippendale, but it's not Chippendale. It might have been Chippen. <laughs> some of that. <laughs> He's a, he's a pretty cool guy, um, right. uh, but he's like a overweight white nerd. Right. Okay. And he records and and blogs and writes books about video games and kind of crap crappy pop culture. Right. Okay. Kind of like what we do. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, he's he's a good dude, and he used to be on uh, the the Escapist. He had a show on there. Oh right, okay. And uh, and at some point, he decided to start just speaking out. He wasn't really speaking out about it. He was just doing features and videos on you know representations of women and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and making valid points about how um, uh, sex workers being a sex worker is the most dangerous job you can do right. and that perhaps it isn't a healthy thing to promote in the GTA games that that the the they serve no other purpose than for you to regain your health <laughs> and then kill them so you can get your money back. Yeah. That might not be a good thing to, to promote. <laughs> it's fun though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is fun. And and but also he's very careful about not dampening anyone's freedom of speech you know what I mean right to do that he's against censorship in video games and stuff like that but it's just about being aware of these things anyway as soon as he like started even suggesting these things everybody turned on him he got dropped from the escapist right everyone was calling him a social justice warrior like he was he was anti uh, 
all the Gamergate people started threatening him in the same way that probably not with rape to be fair <laughs> <laughs> anyway the point is he is a legit guy and um, he he got cast asunder by his own people yeah I think very it's, quickly it's, for me the way I see it is it's very easy for people to say like feminists for example like people like to go oh all feminists are stupid or whatever mm-hmm. or, all feminists are twice <laughs> yeah it's very easy to say that yeah and that's not because all feminists are twats. No. Because there's a lot of twats that speak on behalf of feminism. Yeah. And that's especially on the internet. Especially on the internet, yeah. People who, who don't have any knowledge of it will go, well, actually, I've decided that this is what I am today. Yeah. And they'll go on about it. Anyway. But there's plenty of people who do know play about it and they should be listened to. And- Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, defending the, the, the crazies. Uh, I... Um, We've gone so off topic here, but it's fine. I, I once got um, read um, a thing that really annoyed me, which was um, a a post that a woman had put. I think it had come off Tumblr actually, where she was. It was like, fact: men rape. And <laughs> fact: men use rape yeah. to gain dominance and power and all this shit. Right, yeah. And that isn't helping no. anybody, is it? No. That's not aiding anybody's cause. That's just. It's just yeah, belittling. Yeah, and it, and it just that, that's I think it's that's the kind of, exactly that's the kind of stuff that gets spread around on, on, you know, subreddits about yeah exactly yeah. and shit like that, and it, it's it's completely fucked. So the point is, this series, Master and <laughs> yeah, is definitely coming from the more liberal, For sure yeah side of things, and I think gets it completely right. I think the the tone of it and everything, you know, it's laughing at these like social injustices, but it isn't getting preachy about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So people of Tumblr, <laughs> you should take note. People of Tumblr, <laughs> take note. I was listening to a podcast the other day with um, Caitlin Moran on Adam Buxton's podcast. Right. Do you know Caitlin Moran? I don't know. I know about Adam Buxton, though. but she is, uh, you know, like a feminist uh, writer and columnist and comedian comedian and um, that's probably sexist comedian and she was saying that you've you've got to to get to get these ideas across to to kind of ignorant people you've got to be able to put, use humor I think comedy is the best platform for yeah if you just get angry about it then yeah. no one's gonna listen it's it's an immediate uh, response to anger is to get anger and if someone gets annoyed at you about something that you hold as a value or even if you don't if mm. you're not that passionate about it you'll feel like they're trying to like you know uh, what's the word like knock, knock you down you know what I mean yeah so you'll get confrontational back so I think humour is a good way of so I mean if nothing else even if I'd ended up hating the series I would admire it for for what is for for its content. Right. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'll let you talk for a bit. <laughs> I I really I really liked it. Um, it was charming, mm-hmm. even though he's a bit annoying. Yeah. Like I feel like its main flaw was having Aziz Ansari in it. Really? Yeah, just because he's a bit irritating, and I think there's there's plenty of of other. He people. wasn't as irritating. He wasn't as irritating as he's in his stand up now. No. 
I always feel like he, in his stand-ups, he's got nobody to Bounce tell him off. when he's gone too far. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So I think quite often, I notice that a lot of the jokes and things have been turned into sketches from his stand-up. And I think that the, when he's telling it in a live thing, I think he's kind of vibing off the crowd yeah. and, will t- and will go along the joke until it's literally not funny anymore. And then a little bit more, and then I'll move on to the next thing. Just squeezing every laugh. Yeah, it. I think that's part of the job, doesn't it? Yeah, but that isn't done here. It's no. everything is very streamlined, and you know what I mean. It's obviously been edited and filtered through, and it was co-written with uh, somebody else. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> with uh, he Eric. should have been in Parks and Rec. <laughs> it was uh, Eric Warham, wasn't it? Of Tim and Eric. How was it? I believe so. Yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Do because I might be wrong. Yeah, I think you might be wrong. Master of none. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, because yeah. he's in it, isn't he, Eric Wadham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's did uh, Alan Yang. Oh, right, the okay. other writer. Fair enough. I was wrong then. He's he. Eric Wadham has some kind of yeah produ- there producer was probably role. Probably. Like I believe. Um, I have seen his name in the credits, other than next to his character's name. Yeah. Might have been directing or I don't know. Uh, not according to any of these <laughs> Well, I, I might be wrong. He might have got a rank credit because it, it's possible that some of this could have been improv. Yeah, true. Especially, I mean, he it is. It could have been the, partic- particular episodes, he, perhaps. Yeah, he is the. Um, if they were a double act, it would just be too. Like. Uh, Stan Laurels, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Two kind of bumbling idiots. There isn't really a straight man. No. Um, Anyway, I thought it was great. I really, yeah, no, I really, I I liked it, but um, it definitely had a lull in it towards, like, say, the the third quarter of the series. Like, from, say, six, episode six or seven, it was starting to go, okay, right. And then it got picked up again, and then it very abruptly ended. Yeah, it did. And it the ending was like, it didn't come from anywhere. It was just kind of the, the way. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but we can do spoilers if you want. Well, Wasn't it was... like two weeks? Is the rule for spoilers? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, it'd be, uh, we, I don't, I, we can we can talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah, so we, okay, may as well, yeah. we may as well not spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the end. He he kind of decide he decides he decides on a life decision, a fairly big life decision yeah and it's it's come from nowhere other than the beginning of that episode in my mind anyway like it's not really mentioned like how his love yeah. for this thing that much it's mentioned he, like, he talks about how much he likes it but it's never like this is my passion the thing is I think um, every episode is dealing with a different theme mm. yeah and you get to one episode kind of in the third um, third <laughs> in the third third of the series the final act of the yeah. series you, you, you get to a point where there is an episode where a lot of time passes mm. like I think over a year passes within one episode something like that yeah um, and that's kind of when it becomes it unravels a bit because it's suddenly I don't know if you can necessarily do that in a series when it's so close to the end of the series Right. You know what I mean? I like that. I thought it was. Cool. I like. I didn't dislike it. I just feel like 
you you don't really get a sense of the journey and and how far along they are as a couple because of that. Yeah. Because one episode they they've just got together. Then there's that episode where so much time passes, and then there's the next episode that doesn't seem like a lot of jeopardy for them. Even though the I mean I will say the chemistry between those two is is really good. Yeah. Um, for for me it was it was like say the first five episodes where it was dealing with each each episode was dealing with an individual thing of being an adult. Yeah. And he hadn't really he hadn't met this girl or whatever. And I really liked those episodes because they felt just like you know, it was like a day in the life of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it it was when they started trying to initiate this story. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like an over an arcing story. It was like that's when it began to lull and then the the, the end of it was when it started to pick up again for me. Like when they, it was a couple, like a year later, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I see what you mean. I I found the um, I found the the the, the relationship between the two uh, Dev and Rachel. Mm. I found that kind of endearing. Because I saw a lot of my own relationship in that. I think yeah. I, th- I mean I feel like that was how it was done well in that yeah. way. Yeah. And so, so I, I never really felt like there was a lull in it because I was just, I thought that was done really well. I would even say that I think this is, that might be the most realistic depiction of a kind of a new modern couple's relationship that I've ever seen. It, seemed, it, it, it felt very genuine. You know, they didn't, I mean, even the fact that they sleep together first before they get together. Yeah, that is, you know, a lot of people get together like that nowadays. It isn't like you meet a girl in a bar and you go out mm. on a date and you <laughs> date for a while. Like it's not how I met your mother. Yeah, you yeah, know that is they, those sickening romance. Yeah, <laughs> but it's romantic in its own way. It is, yeah. And so I was fascinated by by watching that and watching the thing evolve. And and for the for it to be something very familiar and realistic, but there still be humour in it like real humour mm. and and also surprises well yeah it, 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 it was like each, each time he met her it went wrong each time like it, it would the, like if, if it was a standard narrative it just kept getting worse and worse and, and then in the end obviously he just made his move and it worked and, and there was no like grand romantic gesture it was just yeah happened as it happened which I, I, I thought was really cool. Yeah. It, I, th- I think it, it, it kind of threw me a bit at the ending because I was expecting more episodes. Yeah. Especially. But I agree with you that that was... It, I think it was... The idea was that it was to be subversive. Mm. You know, it's kind of in the long-standing tradition. Like, at the end, the last episode of Friends. Yeah. Where you think that Rachel is gone and then she... And it's kind of turning that on its head, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You think, I'd, you know, I'm probably going to give a little away. If you really don't want anything spoiled at all, skip ahead a bit. Um, like 30 seconds. <laughs> but it, um, God, <laughs> the pressure, pressure of doing this. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> um, you, think that, you think that they're going to get together. You think he's going to go chasing after it. It's going to be classic. Yeah. And he doesn't. He goes and chases his own dream. And that, again, is realistic and subversive. But it also, um, you know, th- these kind of narrative arcs are 
narrative arcs for a reason. Because what do you mean? Like the guy getting the girl at the end. Oh right, okay. That is an established thing because because that is a natural progression in a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? That gives the whole thing closure and tattoo. Right, okay. Whereas there wasn't There was it, no closure. There was no closure and Well, I mean it's open for us. Yeah, it's open for a second series and also there's no closure in life. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean very deep. <laughs> Philosophical. So, you know, I can't knock it for that. Um I will say this. Of the two um discounting the last season of Arrested Development because that wasn't totally original <laughs> but it was good but of the two original Netflix sitcoms that I've watched this year what's the other one? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh, right. and this I think that they are two of the best sitcoms in recent years interesting I've not watched uh, Kimmy Schmidt oh that's a, I would say that's a lot um, well I prefer it to this right I like them for different reasons Kimmy Schmidt is just it's so funny and silly and I recommend it okay I'll put it watch. anyway are you done with that? yeah should we move on to we can pass on that one <laughs> should we give it a rating? oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh please <laughs> well, you go first I don't know I want to think of my uh, okay. rating scheme what are we rating out or should we go for like an off the wall like I think off the wall. Should we give it like an arbitrary? I think it should abstract. be abstract, yeah. Because that's the okay. That's, let's that's the let's one. right. Let's rate it between. Okay, what's the best sitcom ever? I mean, do you say? I guess the universally most friends. Friends would be friends. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not. A massive I don't really fan. like it either. But but let, okay, let, let's, let's, let's let's say Friends is the top, and let's say Two Broke Girls <laughs> is the bottom. Is that fair? Or, sure, or, I mean, or, yeah, or Miss, Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> yeah, we'll say Mrs. Brown's Boys. Okay, so between Mrs. Brown's Boys and Friends, I would say this is a solid arrested development. Alright, okay. That's, that's bold. Which, in numerical terms, I would say <laughs> is about a 7.5. <laughs> which defeats the object but I just want to get across I that I do that. like Arrested Development <laughs> I, would, I would say that it's sub sub Louis okay um, I would also say a sub Arrested Development but it's above How I Met, Mo- How I Met Your Mother and I agree um, what's the other one I'm thinking of some other one <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some other there was another sitcom that's not as good as this one. I mean, this is a I mean, this is a kind of difficult thing. The reason I've ended up giving the number is because I would probably put this above Friends for me, but I'd, I'd, I'd I would to... not put Friends above Parks and Recs or or something like that. Right. I think Parks and Recs is probably my favourite sitcom of all time. Right. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I... I would I would say yeah I don't like Friends. The point is, but, it's better than Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> yeah, the end of the day. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Huh? You were saying something then. About oh, I was just saying friends. I don't like Friends. Slagging off Friends. And uh, <laughs> I prefer this to Friends. I'd rather watch an episode of this to Friends, but yeah. I understand that Friends is universally more more liked. I agree. Just because it's Friends. Yeah. That's all really. <sighs> what do you know? 
there is a... Let me think about this. Only two of the friends are likeable people. Which ones? And one of them isn't that likeable. So it's Chandler and... Let's see if you can get it. <laughs> oh no, I, I forgot. Okay, two of them are likeable, one of them is tolerable, and the other three are despicable. <laughs> right, okay, so I'm going to assume that it's Chandler and Phoebe. No. Or Chandler and Joey. Chandler and Joey, right. yeah. Rachel, then, Rachel is tolerable. And, and the so other you're... three, oh, I hate Phoebe. Really? She's the reason I can't really watch Friends. Jeez. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I think everybody's favourite is Chandler. Yeah. He's a, you know. I don't think, I think at the time it wasn't. No. But there, with, there with, is, with there time is, passing, you've, you've learned to. There is a whiff of ironicism yeah. with, with liking Chandler. No, yeah, because people don't like Friends, really. People like Friends because it's retro and it's nostalgic. No, people. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay. Right. Jessica Jones. There's no way. Go on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not finished it yet, so I don't, okay. I don't know how good it was. You are up to episode... Episode 7. I've watched episode 7, I think. Okay. And that is the one where Jessica Jones... Well, I mean... Give, give me a brief... Give me very close to spoiling it, though. How about I find the synopsis... All right. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Not this, but you know, the non-spoilering synopsis. Right. Do you know? But I like to hear. Straight off the bat, my biggest issue with Jessica Jones. This isn't true. This is just stupid. But <laughs> she is, can't is, the, is the way David Tennant says Jessica in slow motion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yes. <laughs> and also, I uh, mentioned this on Twitter to somebody. But the theme tune is so rad, and then it's like the guitarist got brave, <laughs> and then I was like, "Cut the guitarist!" And they just go, "What a little, 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 little." Yeah, it is a bit it's like, so it's like it? mate, <laughs> this isn't the eighties anymore. <laughs> you need to chill out. No, I was just gonna say that uh, she can't take a very good selfie. No, well, I don't know if you've noticed that, but she was taking she takes selfies in in, in a couple of these recent episodes I've watched. And I'm thinking, she, is she trying to take, like, I she's think, a good lucky girl. I think she's trying. I think that he told her to smile. Yeah. Oh, and she's, she's doing she's, she's, smile. It's kind of like a, hmm, a smug, you, you won't have seen what I just did there. But it was, <laughs> it was a perfect <laughs> to me, a demonstration looked, of a to smug me, smile. It, it looks sincere, just, just weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> episode seven. Oh, this is a good one, actually. AKA Top Shelf Perverts. Is this the one? Uh, maybe. Je Jessica works on another trap for Kilgrave after he kills someone she knows. Jerry Hogarth's personal life reaches a downward spiral because of her aggressive personality and what Jessica does. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. It's very nondescript and that could, it could mean many things, but this I is think that's the, one. This is the one. I don't think this is a huge spoiler. Go on. She tries to get incarcerated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In Supermax. Yeah. Cool. That's cool prison we'll, name. That. That's all we'll say. That's pretty good. Isn't it? <laughs> I need to go Supermax. Supermax. <laughs> That'd be a great thing to change your name to. Supermax. Supermax. It would yeah. Sue <laughs> <So>, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, we've we've talked about this already in real life. Mm. Um. And we've 
the conclusion that I have come to is that it 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 keeps getting to a point in the series where it, it felt like people are saying that it that it's slow and that it lulls. And I see what they mean, but I think that what's actually going on is it gets to a point where there is a natural conclusion in the series. Mm. And then they've they've looked at how many episodes they've got and gone, Oh shit, we've still got four more episodes to go here. Let's <laughs> let's throw in some conflict. Yeah. And then the conflict the, I mean, that would be okay because that's just how TV series works. Mm. But it's felt that each episode was a new conflict and resolution. So I don't know if you've got... Oh, no, you've not got... the Right, okay. So there's a big bit coming up that I'm not going to spoil for you or anybody else. But a, a main player turns bad. But they don't turn bad... They just they just do they just do bad things. Well, it's not as it seems. <laughs> they don't do bad. Th- they just do bad things. I think I think this but, has happened. But they no, I don't think so. I'm looking at the. Oh, a certain trusted character has been revealed to be working with the enemy of his own volition. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, it involves medication. Yeah. Oh, you've had that. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it depends how much. Oh no 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 no! no not that kind of medication. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay. So th- there is another another trusted character, and they end up doing unquestionably bad things. But there is all the whole time. It, it happens so quickly, but it, it's not set up like a big twist. It's not like oh, they're a bad guy now, right. even though they blatantly are a bad guy now. Hmm. And in fact, there is a bit later on where, where Trish um, defends him. Uh, sorry, I've ruined it. <laughs> defends this person. And, um, and Jessica's like, no, he's an asshole. Because she's grumpy. <laughs> Classic. Um, but it's <laughs> like... hungover. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, he, he literally is a bad guy now. There's no going back for that guy. Right. Okay. I mean, there's very few people who, who it could be, like, yeah. to turn bad. So um, I think I know who it is now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to say, though, just in case anybody's... Yeah, okay, so, all right, I've given away too much. I'm going to I'm gonna just give away one minor thing as well. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing, and then, then there'll be no more spoilers. But this, isn't, this is kind of... You're expecting this. So at a certain point, Luke Cage... Um, gets injured and is put into a coma. Uh-oh. And there is... That's big. That's big. <laughs> and and there is all this kind of... You said this was a minus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, that's all I'm going to say. But y- y- the whole time you're watching it, they're trying to drum up this drama. It's like, oh, God. And they go, I don't know if he's going to make it or not. Mm. Oh, blah, blah, blah. What if he doesn't pull through? Oh, my God, this is all my fault. All this crap. Yeah. We know he's going to make it. Because he's got his own series coming out in six months. <laughs> <Seriously>? Yeah, <laughs> there, is a, there is a Netflix Luke Cage series coming out in six months. Right. So, That's interesting. <laughs> so it was just little things like that. Why? Why are they doing a Luke Cage series? Well, they're doing a. This this is all leading up to a Defenders thing. Right. Did you know this? No. Okay, so the the Defenders in the comics was not these people, but they have. Um, 
appropriated the name Defenders because it sounds a bit like the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> so the so this is all obviously set in the MCU. This is a Netflix thing. So that yeah, so they're doing a Netflix Avengers, and the team will be Daredevil, Iron Fist, right. Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, Oof. and potentially that'll bring in. Um, it's a the, serious B team, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird team. Yeah. I don't know if you know much about Jessica Jones, by uh, Alias. No, series. no, I don't know anything really. So Alias was only one uh, the TV show says. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's pretty. The story isn't isn't a direct adaptation, but character wise, it's pretty spot. On. Right. Um. And it was a, 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 a Marvel Max series. It was the first Marvel Max series. Mm. Um, so these are like your R-rated, yeah. properly adult comics in the early 2000s. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. And, um, top lad. Top, yeah. I mean, not. <laughs> very, very hit and miss, lad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Depends um, what you read, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I forgot why I was telling you that. Well, it was a limited series. I think there was like 28 issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that got... He wanted to use more um, mainstream uh, Marvel people like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Yeah. But Marvel wouldn't let him do it in a Marvel Max series because it was for adults and they didn't want to have Spider-Man. The first word in, in uh, the alias issue one, page one, is just her and she just says, fuck. And then... Um, so they didn't want to associate the. I know, yeah. Oh, there's so many. I've, I might just look up how many f bombs there are. How many times is <laughs> fuck in Alias? How, I'm, I'm interested to see how fast you find this. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of times. <laughs> is the answer? Um, anyway. So, um, so they didn't want to associate, you know, the 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 toy people, <laughs> the <laughs> toy the action figure yeah, brand, uh, with this. So Brian Michael Bendis was like, "That's fine." He was writing Ultimate Spider-Man at the time, so right. I think that's why so, he yeah. wanted to. Yeah. And so he was like, "That's fine. I will. I'll end this, and then we'll just do a a new series, which is just for everybody, right? A PG series." Um, which kind of fizzled out. And then since then, so she has Luke Cage's child, baby, in this. And then she just became Luke Cage's ball and chain, basically. Uh, she, she's a stay-at-home mum. Really? And a complete background character ever since then. <laughs> so for the past 12 years, maybe less, but past 10 years, she has, she's not really been up to much in the comics. So it was. It was. I understand. I think they've they've been trying to get an Alias series going for a while because of because it works. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like gritty, yeah, uh, crime series, and it would work as its standalone thing. Mm. But then to bring it into the MCU and to make her a part of the Defenders, like a team player, yeah, that's a bit questionable in my opinion. I think. I think yeah, having Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as a team. Works really well because it's it's almost like a unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he can't be hurt, she could hurt things. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but then to add Daredevil in there, and who was the other one? Sorry, 
Uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. I don't even know what that is. Oh, Iron Fist is great. Is there a TV show? There's Definitely. not a TV show coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it out it's already? Netflix. No, that, that's coming... Because I've heard that. That'll be the last, that'll be the, the last one before Defenders. Okay. It'll probably be next, end of next year. Maybe. Right. So, yeah, and then just to add those to it, like, although Daredevil was kind of the big player in that, he's obviously... Yeah. The big man on campus. He's the, the expensive one. Yeah. Iron Fist is great. That's, I think that's the one I'm most excited about. Really? Yeah. Iron Fist is all about... Um, an American guy. They won't do this because it's like crazy racist. But because it, it was a 70s book. It's not yeah. racist so much, but it's just. Is it like coming off the Kung Fu yeah, yeah, theory yeah. of the 70s, right? They won't do it like this because it's an American guy goes to Tibet and learns magic, Kung Fu. <laughs> magic? Learns, Kung Fu. Well, it's like the art of the Iron Fist. Right, okay. Which is. But he, magic. Does, he doesn't have Iron Fist. Magic, no. Or he does have okay. No. He just. He has magic fists. Right. So when he punches someone. It's it's like it's, it's like a trail of there's like a trail of magic oh, right. coming off like magic energy coming off his fist. He's mastered the technique. Yeah, it's pretty great. It was um, the kind of initial run of it um, got cut quite short. He hasn't been published that much, but it was in the seventies. It was written by Chris Claremont, who was the big X Men guy. Right. First appearance of Sabretooth was in an Iron Fist book. Right. He okay. started off as an Iron Fist, but anyway. He's pretty great, and that is going to be good. And him and you know they set up a lot of Iron Fist in Daredevil. There was um, oh, what's it called? The organization. You know the little logo that was on all the heroin packets. It was like a little. Oh, you've not watched Daredevil, have you? No, oh, I've, I've only watched one episode. <laughs> right. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> they, they 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 bring a lot. Of, okay, so in Daredevil there are triads and things because yeah. a lot of mafia, you know things. So there is there's like. Um, Japanese mobsters and, and Chinese and um, I think so Daredevil um, fights one of the Japanese dudes and it's all like really cool martial arts it's quite later on it's like a big yeah. climatic fight scene and then there's the Chinese guys are um, producing heroin and on all the packets of heroin they've got this little uh, insignia Mm-hmm. And that is like the symbol of an Iron Fist villain. Right. So with all that kind of Eastern stuff, they've set up Iron Fist really well with Daredevil. Right, okay. So I think that that will be a... It's kind of like Daredevil and Iron Fist, I think, will go really well together. And Jessica Jones and Luke Cage go really well together. So it's just about getting them... The, good, the great thing about Daredevil and Jessica Jones and not so much Luke Cage, but still, they've done him well, is that it's not hard to, disp- to uh, suspend your disbelief. Mm. Like they've done it in a, in a fairly believable way. I mean, I've not watched all of Daredevil, so I, I mean, I imagine that some of the fight choreography would get a bit silly. In what? In Daredevil. In Daredevil, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. But it looks good. Yeah, it looks good, but is it convincing? It yeah. It is? Yeah. Right, okay. That is the one thing that Daredevil does better than anything else, I think, is the, right. is the combat. Okay. Because it, in the, the fighting... It's like, it's like, I think they were very heavily influenced by the raid. Right. That style oh, right, all okay. the way through is really brutal. Cool. But yeah, the, with Jessica Jones, like the fighting in that is very like scrappy. Yeah. And it looks like like bar fights kind of stuff, isn't it? And I think that's what that's what's lent it. it, it what's what I'm trying to say? Here. That's what it's done well in. Yeah. Is the, the gritty realism of it, even though she can throw people through yeah, tables. Yeah. There's a good juxtaposition. Because even though she's like super st- strong and yeah. shit like that. You still get a sense of threat, mm-hmm. especially because the main villain is 
it's psychological. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but with, with the introduction of a man with magical fists, I'm dubious <laughs> of whether they can maintain that gritty... Well, there, there have been rumours, but I think they've been debunked by um, Joe Quesada, I think his name is, the head of um, Marvel TV. Um, that Iron Fist, they were having trouble and they were, you know, Punisher is coming into Daredevil yeah. season two. Mm. That they were going to swap it out and do a Punisher series and he would be what, the, fourth, the fourth member. But oh, apparently okay. that isn't true. Alright, well, I, I think... I don't want that. Don't I'm glad that the Punisher is coming into it, but yeah, he isn't a team guy. No. And he's also... He's very cool. He is very cool, but... I really, I think that goofy martial arts stuff, there is definitely a place for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like, I like martial arts films and stuff. Yeah. I like Kung Fu movies. And they can no like, just go light with it. I mean, Daredevil was very dark. Mm. This was gritty in a completely different way. I think Luke Cage will be a lot more kind of ridiculous. Do you think? Yeah, and kind of like a. I mean, every every bit where he displayed any of his powers was ridiculous, and so just overblown. Suppose. I think that Luke Cage will be like the action movie, will be like the Michael Bay, right, of yeah. of the of the defenders. Is, is, is it going to be set? Is Luke Cage's series set before or after Jessica Jones? It'll be after. Right. Okay. I assume. I assume that the. I mean, they they've never really done stuff out of. Chronology, except for. Um, Agent Carter mm. and um, Captain America First Avenger yeah um, yeah I think they'll just follow on from each other right okay okay I've just got a few more things to say about this um, <laughs> and then I'll let you talk <laughs> um, so uh, m- this thing about things getting twisted very quickly and some th- it, it was like some things were really rushed in Jessica Jones and then some things were dragged out to try and make it fit 13 episodes. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Well, I can't, I can't really say. So one seven, of the things, seven episodes, you know. one of the things quite early on is the change that, I don't think, this is quite early on in the series so it's not a huge spoiler, but when Trish falls for Simpson, yeah. the, the cop who was tried to kill her, that was, that was a bit fumbled, I thought. I think... Yeah, um, I can see what you mean. Yeah, but like it's fine if if they got talking and she was like, "Oh, I actually, you know, this is a nice guy." I would understand that, but I don't think she would fully let her guard down. There would still be trauma. Though. There was there was a long there was a long while where she she didn't know. He, he kept trying to apologize, didn't he? And she just wouldn't. Yeah. Open the door, but like, that's in real time. That would have been like six hours at the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd need weeks. Yeah, I think. Yeah, fair. Like, she still had his strangle marks on her neck the first time they had sex. Yeah. And there was a bit where... Um, so there was a glimmer of this kind of thing that I, that I thought could have been done to explore a little more. Just, like, little s- simple plot lines like this could have been developed more and they wouldn't have needed to pack in as much towards the end. Um, but there was a bit where they're, they're going at it and um, <laughs> they're doing the dance. <laughs> they're doing the dance, yeah. And I think he like puts his hand on her or something like that. You know, he's getting into it. Right. And she like, she's like, no. 
and takes takes his hand off her. Mm. And I assumed that that was like a subtle like, she's still a bit like freaked out about it. All, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was another point to that. No, that's it. <laughs> right, there okay. should have been another point to it. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> also, the other thing is, towards the, the end, I don't think you've got to this bit up, but yeah. Let me read you um, the synopsis for one episode. Right, okay. Um, <coughs> oh, these aren't the same synopsises as, um, as on Netflix. Right. Okay, but on, I think it's on episode like 12 or 13. 13 maybe the 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 little thing it says on the Netflix when you mm. click on it it says Luke and Jessica receive some some unexpected help from Hell's Kitchen and then all the way through oh, the episode right. they're setting it up like it's going to be Daredevil she goes I'm going to need a lawyer haha <laughs> know anyone haha <laughs> and then and then um, Claire Temple who is a character from Daredevil turns up and she's like oh and and, and she's like oh you, you two are like you're gifted, uh, like, and she's like, oh, um, like you've probably never seen anything like this before, and she's like, oh, well, actually, I have, oh, Daredevil, oh. <laughs> but they never mention him, and all the way through, it's like, any minute now, she's gonna bring Daredevil in, she's gonna go, oh, I need a lawyer, and she's gonna go, I might know somebody, and it's gonna cut to them, and it just doesn't happen, right. and it's fine not happening, I, you know, I'm not such a spoiled brat that I want every, <laughs> do you know what I mean, yeah. Marvel actor at my beck and call. <laughs> But just don't set it up like that. Yeah, it's so weird that they would do that, isn't it? Yeah. I guess it's the whole thing is that they're trying to drop these hints all the time. Like there is a really clumsy bit quite early on where she, where Trish is like, or someone's like, oh, like you, why don't you, why don't you use your powers for good or something? And she's like, what, like the big green guy and the flag yeah, waver? It's like about. you know it, you know the names <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this point. You know that everyone calls him the Hulk and no Captain one, America. No one ever calls him the flag waver. <laughs> yeah. She just made that up. And it's like, it's so ham-fisted. It's such a ham-fisted, like, oh, you know who that is, don't you? It's just, just Do you think that might, that might be like a legal issue, though, that they can't, they aren't allowed to... I don't... Th- if it's a cinematic thing. I mean, I mean it's a snap of the dog, but it may be... It, it, it. They say... Well, they do it in Daredevil, but they make it a, a lot better. It's just a lot more subtle in Daredevil. It might be that, but in Daredevil they say things like, like the bad guys are like, did he have a shield? Did he have a, did he have an iron suit? No, then, you know, why did you get beaten by him? That kind of thing. <laughs> like, that is a bit heavy-handed. Did still. he have a shield? <laughs> but even that is better than yeah, the flag wave. The flag wave. <laughs> it's just silly, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> Did he have a shield? <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a shield with st- stars and stripes? <laughs> Did he have a big hammer? <laughs> Was he named after a poisonous spider? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is would be um, this is tangential here, but that would be a major complaint of all the Marvel stuff for me. What? You know, in Age of Ultron, when the Vision appears yeah and everyone knows he's called the vision and all the promotional material and you buy an action f- figure of him called the, vision. called the vision and all the way through they're like my vision a vision <laughs> has appeared to us and it's like 
they're trying to explain it away like that. Mm. I mean, so Daredevil never gets called Daredevil in the thing. It's just at the end he sees a newspaper article that says Daredevil of Hell's Kitchen. But no one ever goes, hey, you're some kind of Daredevil. And it's like, we are, it's to be assumed that people are invested in the absurdities of this. We're suspending our disbelief enough to see really bad flying CGI (laughs) in these Netflix series. Series, series, series. seasons (laughs) seasons <laughs> um, you know just it's not a, it's not a massive leap from that to think oh he'd have got he'd have taken on a pseudonym yeah yeah mm-hmm. we all know he's Daredevil just call it, just, just call it decide one day he's going to be called Daredevil or like Vision well, they, they, to be fair they do joke about it in Jessica Jones like she um, I forgot what the character's name is now is it Trish the, yeah she makes the costume for Jessica Jones doesn't she? yeah and she goes on with that well it's, that, that is um that might be the most screen accurate costume ever. Because in Alias, oh, right. she has flashbacks too. It's never really established in this so much, um, but she has post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. In this, she does, but in the comics, she has it as well. And the big trigger for her, the big thing that happened, is that she used to be a superhero and worked for the Avengers and always felt like a bit of an outcast. And her superhero name was called Jewel. And um, and then the purple man, David Tennant, got, got her right. and made her punch somebody. I think it might be the Wasp or someone. Just oh, makes right. her, like, twat the Wasp, basically. <laughs> so hard. So all the Avengers turn on her and stuff. And right. Yeah. Okay. I think she gets hospitalised. So, so similar- I think all the Avengers beat the shit out of her. And then she wakes up in hospital. And they're like, and she's just giving up on that. Well, one. I think Nick Fury's there, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, we we found out you were being mind controlled. Sorry about that, but you can't be in the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but she wears a suit exactly like that one. Right. Okay. So that was like a cool little. Yeah, and they they say that her super her superhero name could be Jewel as well in, in the suit. Yeah. It's quite cool. And she does punch someone very hard. She does. Like that's the whole thing of it. It's not that's it's not right. Lost, but it's. Yeah. Somebody. Hmm. A big th- it gets kind of quite creepy in the comics as well is that um, it's, it is suggested that um, they that Kilgrave raped her in the series. Yeah. But in the comics it's that he never had sex with her but would make her watch him have sex with other girls and make her want to beg to be involved right you know what I mean yeah which is weird, supposedly more demeaning <laughs> but probably not <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> so yeah not as good as Daredevil I would well, say so far I'm really enjoying it and if Daredevil's better than that then I'm, I think I'm going to really enjoy Daredevil but from the first episode I didn't really like Daredevil that much better, better, much better performances in this than in Daredevil yeah the supporting cast in Daredevil are very amateur yeah um, and this was all pretty solid David Tennant was very good mm. not as good as Vincent D'Onofrio who uh, is Wilson Fisk King, uh, Kingpin in Daredevil right 
Um, I mean, different, obviously. But it really did irritate me the way he says Jessica. <laughs> Jessica! Okay. <laughs> so, on a scale of... Um, okay, let's, let's say on... What do you consider to be the best MCU film? Avengers? Um, probably... Or Iron Man? I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy was my favourite. Man after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> Most people say Iron Man or Avengers. Um, okay, so on a scale of... The Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. <laughs> to... Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Where would you put this? I would put it at... Um, I think this this is the thing I can't sound complimentary because because I know that I dislike all almost every event almost every Marvel Cinematic okay. Universe film yeah so there's very few that I like so I'd say I'd say I'd put, I'd put it on on par with Thor okay first one it's interesting maybe Alright. <laughs> I would say um, it's a solid Winter Soldier. Okay. Which is between <laughs> between Ant Man and Daredevil. Right, okay. So pretty high up there. I mean, as far as these two go, Jessica Jones and Master of None, they are. High quality programming. Very high quality and. I definitely don't feel like it was time misspent mm. watching these. Um, definitely. I would definitely, I, I would definitely recommend Master of None. I don't know if I would recommend this to anybody who isn't as invested in the Marvel stuff really? as I am. I think it's good. I think it would be good for someone who's not because it's not superhero. It's kind of more of a gritty detective. Yeah. Noir. I would. I'd be. I would sooner recommend Alias the comic to someone who right. wasn't interested in superheroes than right, this okay. I think if, if you want to get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the TV at least the TV uh, universe I think it'd be a good place to start Jessica Jones really? although it's in the, in the timeline you're then messing up with Daredevil and stuff I honestly think Daredevil is more instantly likeable right. but that's just me well, I mean, all I'm saying is, is I, I watched the first episode of Daredevil and I've not watched the second, but yeah. I've watched seven episodes of Jessica Jones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like uh, superheroes, then... Why bother? Why bother watching Marvel stuff? Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you did, if you wanted to... If you needed a gateway drug to... Hmm. It's the marijuana of a... <laughs> it really is. Um... Yeah. So the ultimate heroine of Avengers. Yeah. I mean, I would say the ultimate heroine is Iron Man 3. Because <laughs> that just ruins your life. Doesn't it? Yeah, but it's not the best high. It's not the best high now, yeah. That's true. Yeah, Avengers. <laughs> Avengers is fair. Okay, shall we uh, talk about Beasts of No Nation? Yeah. Let's. Which you've not seen yet. I've not seen. So I'm going to let you um, take the, the reins on this one. Cool. So for those who haven't seen it, it's Idris Elba. 
he's the, a general of a commander of a, an African rebellion army who uses primarily child soldiers and a young boy his family is caught in um, I suppose a coup of sorts <laughs> and he gets separated from them and is found by Idris Elba Idris Elba's oh, yeah. character <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> and, uh, and then he becomes a child shot fucking hell <laughs> child shoulder use, use your words child soldier child sh- shoulder yeah and um and it's basically his day-to-day life and struggles as a child soldier and the, the, the kind of horrors. It's, 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 it's what, what's great about it to me is it goes from charming to horrific just on a flip of a coin. Oh, really? So recently, yeah. Because he's got this really lovely rapport with his best friend who, who he's, he's met in this child army. Yeah. And he, his, the, his best friend's called Stryker and he doesn't speak. And he's really cool <laughs> right. because he's called Striker. Yeah. And so he's, you know, the, he, his whole, the whole story is him trying, like it begins as him trying to get to know Striker. Right. But because Striker doesn't speak, he struggles and they end up kind of being, being best friends even though there's no communication really other than like non-verbal. Right. And then things, events transpire. Does it focus on them, those two really? Yeah. The entire film? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's kind of, yeah, so he's, at first, he's like the I forgot what the, the main character's called now. The kid who's Agu, Agu. That's it. Yeah, Agu. He's he's like a, he starts off obviously he's not very happy being in, in an army no. to begin with. But then he meets Striker. Striker kind of like initiates him into it and gets him used to it. And uh, Agu kind of it's almost like he's at school kind of thing like it's like a day to day like oh now I'm doing my child army thing right. today with my best mate striker yeah and then events transpire between their, it's their relationship and also Idris Elba's character's uh, command, the, uh, commanding role things get shaken up which mean he kind of has the, rea- the, the reality that he's not had a great time it's all been for nothing basically and it's really, really kind of powerful, and it's, I almost cried, but I didn't because I never cry because I'm a grown <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, okay, so good. Um, yeah. it, I don't have anything to say about it, <laughs> other than... Have you even seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer, and um, Idris Elba is kind of like a Coney. Yeah, he was he could clearly, very clearly like modelled after Joseph Coney. Yeah. Remember Coney? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never forget. Do you remember what happened to, to the guy who kind of started that campaign? No. He was arrested for masturbating in the street. <laughs> yeah, he was caught on film, like, just fully naked, running around the street. as a crazy man. Craig. Masturbating. And then was arrested. And that, that's, when, that's when it kind of fizzled out. Yeah. When, uh, Don't want to go behind that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone thought, okay, well, maybe... <laughs> like, maybe Coney's not so bad. bad. <laughs> what's, what's worse, man masturbating in the street... Or man who recruits child soldiers. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone and let it figure itself out. They should have um, arrested him and arrested Coney and let them fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, yeah, Idris Elba's character is like, although you know he's very kind of innately evil and a bad man. Yes. He is very charming and he treats his child soldiers better than he treats his adult soldiers. And that's how he gets them invested yeah like when when they find a goo 
his his regular soldiers like why 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 is why do we care about this boy like and he, and and it just obviously kind of said young boys have fingers fingers can pull triggers you know every every boy is useful and then Agu's kind of like great I've found a place to belong right that's interesting isn't it mm. <laughs> <laughs> and especially pertinent with what's going on in the world now in what respect in uh, disenfranchised young people yeah being recruited by being recruited extremists. by extremists and seeking yearning for a sense of belonging yeah and finding it it really it does a very like it doesn't what's great about it is that it doesn't force that onto you as well like you, it, it it seems a very natural progression like it's not like oh look now he's suddenly he's okay because he's found lead mates and he's gonna go kill all the people he still doesn't enjoy he's, he's not yeah. like enjoy but he knows he has to, to in order to stay with these people who are looking after him it's, it's, it's that if he doesn't stay with these people he's stranded in the, in the middle of Africa he doesn't know where his family is he doesn't know if his family's alive and he, he would ultimately obviously die without them okay stranded good I would definitely recommend it if you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm meant to watch it, and I will watch it. It's very good. The only the only thing is like obviously Idris Elba is is been praised high, very highly for for it because he does it he does a really good job. But yeah. this is just this is just slight moments where it's very clear he's Idris Elba and not a, an African <laughs> dictator kind of thing. Yeah, and he's like his accent slips a little bit. He's a, um, a strange person, isn't he? Idris he, Elba. Yeah, he. Um, I once read an interview with him. Mm. in uh, a paper where he refused I'm trying to think what film it was he'd just come out with but he refused to talk about the film he instead wanted to talk about how he'd just spent six weeks DJing in Ibiza (laughs) and his DJing career (laughs) I mean it's like a fine line between um, you know derailing an interview Billy Bob Thornton style and doing it like like cool style yeah have you seen that? I don't know what you're talking about with the people I've thought of. There was a radio interview he did, this is years ago, where he um, just wanted to... Oh, he was there on... Um, oh, I think he might have been on Q, you know, Q Radio in America. Oh, okay. Where they, like, they televise... No, not televise it, but there's cameras and it goes up on YouTube yeah, and stuff like, like that. And um, so he was there with, like, his bluegrass band talking right. about his new album. But the interviewer just kept asking him about his acting career and, like kind of insinuating <laughs> rightly that he maybe wouldn't have broke through in a bluegrass band if he yeah. wasn't already an established actor. Right. And he would just kept flying off the handle. He's like, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about films or anything like that. I specifically said before we started this. He just went nuts. <laughs> He's a crazy guy. Yeah. Anyway, Beast of No Nation. Yeah. I can't rate it, obviously. No. And I wouldn't even know what to rate it against what, what the scale would be but I'm going to try <laughs> what would you rate it on a scale of Tropic Thunder <laughs> Beam, is that the worst that's that the worst the... Oh, man, okay. to... I like Tropic Thunder I know but it's not very alright okay all right. on a scale of Pearl Harbor that's my life to Apocalypse Now. Um, or Full Metal Jacket, to you pick. Yeah. I, I kind of want to say Blood Diamond just because they both say it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely better than Blood Diamond in my mind. Okay. Um, 
Eh, let's see. Oh, it's difficult to. I mean, I mean, those are bad things because I mean, it's from what you told me. It seems like this, this is a, a story with real heart about two young boys and their relationship mm. through everything else. It's, it isn't. It's more a drama film set with a war back, backdrop than a war film, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, like the whole the whole point well not the whole point but a whole dynamic of it is that this war's going on. You we don't know who's fighting in this war. We don't know what which side is which. And that's kind of like it it, it puts you into a goose world. In that he doesn't know. It's not even it's not even an issue like who he's fighting. He just knows he has to kill these people. Yeah. Or he's out on his ass. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can try and rate it if you want. Blood, <laughs> um, blood diamond. <laughs> I would say it's above blood diamond, below stand by me. Okay, that's pretty accurate. It I gives, think from what it, you've told me, it gives it a, a nice wide range. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's got themes of stand by me. It's got themes of blood diamond. Okay, I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Those are the three <laughs> Netflix. It. That's your lot. That's your lot. Well, it isn't because <laughs> I meant to do this at the top of the show, but we should have a new segment. I think that's good. Oh, I yeah. might oh, even yeah. put in. You I might so even good. put in a jingle. That's a good idea. It's like do 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 do. There you go. For, for now, that'll, <laughs> that'll do. Um, so news. I mean, we don't do news every week. Only when there's news. But this week there are. I mean, okay. We we don't want to make this podcast straight like comic book movie podcast. Yeah. Okay. But that is probably my biggest oh, area of expertise. I think I, I know what you're going to do. And there are two big things, as far as I'm concerned, that happened this week. Number one, the biggest thing, Civil War trailer. Yeah, pretty big. Did you see it? I watched it. Yeah. What do you think? It's all right. It's pretty epic. <laughs> it's a bit weird though. I've been saying this to people. The more I watch it, the more I think, why, one, why are they just running at each other on an earth field? <laughs> have they, like, met up? Have they met up to have a, to have a scrap, like a football faction? <laughs> and secondly, why, in the end of the trailer, is Iron Man just standing there in an abandoned building while they wail on him? I mean, he's got... Flight boots. Well, he, he, it looks like he's trying to shoot off his things, his uh, blaster yeah. and cannon things, and they're just not working. They're not. Mm. That's what it looks like to me. But to me, what I got from the trailer is that it's a very cool trailer. Very, like, kind of epic-looking trailer. But I think it's going to be one of those films where there's so many scenes that they've made for the trailer. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to Not like as it. bad as Age of Ultron. No. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to like it. Okay. Interesting. I'm still... Um, uh, apprehensive about Civil War it's not my most Doctor Strange I think is going to be epic mm. that's the one I'm most excited about next year anyway other news the Fantastic Four sequel has been pulled <laughs> from <laughs> the really? date <laughs> that they were that Fox were holding for it oh uh, really that's pretty well, it's been totally pulled like, we're not yeah yeah Fantastic. I think they're gonna, gonna be I think the, no it's been totally pulled they had it down for like May 2017 which they'd announced before the first one had even come out oh my god and I think I, I found out I think people were pretty sure what I was gonna replace it but I can't remember 
but it isn't. Uh, it's not a Marvel property that's replacing it. Right, it's, okay. I think it's just something else. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I mean that's that's got to be good news. Yeah, I mean, it's just just more time that we don't have to waste, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, should we uh, move on to fan mail? <laughs> yeah. Do the Twitter questions. Fan mail. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can. We are on Twitter at mm-hmm. Square Eyes Guys. It's hard to say, but it's a good name. <laughs> Easier to type. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to email us, it's the Square Eyes Guys at gmail.com. Yeah. So there is a the on the Gmail, <laughs> but there isn't on the Twitter handle because there wasn't room for it. Only so many characters. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, it's been a slow. Week week for correspondence. We we really want to hear from you, uh, but for the time being, we've got this. So so Matt writes, "Hey, thanks for following me. Check out my YouTube channel. It has pretty awesome movie reviews and unboxings." Thanks, Matt. Thanks for writing in, Matt. Um, thing is, we do movie reviews, <laughs> and we don't really we don't want the competition. <laughs> so so that's that. Um, <laughs> GTA Mods writes, Looking for a cheaper way to buy PS3 and PS4 games? Look no more. We also sell GTA, GTA 5 recoveries. Message us for more info. Thanks for the help there. Yeah, I mean... GTA Mods. We really do appreciate uh, you know, the support system in this community. We never did complain about a lack of PlayStation 4 <laughs> games or Xbox One games, but... Just knowing that you're out there when we need you. Absolutely. Is, uh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, I'm sure in the future we'll be what in contact. What is a GTA 5 recovery? Is that if you've, is that if you've been blocked? Perhaps, yeah. Maybe it's the... like recovering saves or... I don't, I don't know. If you've been banned. I don't know the cloud works, mate. It's magic to me. It's, it, yeah. Wizardry. And, um, okay, so last one for today. So, Julie writes, Want to watch me play naked? Check out my live stream below. We'll be there, Julie. <laughs> well, thanks for the invite, Julie. I think, yeah. I mean, there's no more that needs to be said with that. <laughs> we'll be there. She's doing what? So playing with herself? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good. I may have changed some of the names there <laughs> to protect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean seriously. I think it's clear which names you changed them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, obviously, they weren't real <laughs> correspondents. <laughs> We'd really like some real ones. <laughs> we want some real ones. Uh, so, I mean, if you could get in touch with us, we'll, you know. We'd love to read it out. Because it might Some, be funny. Sometimes I tweet at people who I watch on YouTube or I listen to their podcasts mm-hmm. and I tweet them and I'm like, God, I, I hope they read this out on, on the whatever their thing is. You've been dead funny. You know, you I've been dead funny, yeah. But they get the sheer volume of the things that they get written at them. Yeah. There just isn't enough. You just, you just get swamped, don't you? Really? So if you want your thing read on a podcast, <laughs> there has never been a better time. <laughs> There's no competition. Julie and GTA Five mods. You, all you have to do is say something not racist <laughs> or homophobic, and we'll read it out. If you want to say hello to your nan, <laughs> we'd read it. Yeah, why not? 
So ideally, it'd be relevant. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world. Yeah, we want to get some. We want to get a back and forth going. I mean, yeah, we, we want, want to open up some new lines of we communication. Want to have conversation. Yeah. So tell us, what did you think about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went, went Uber like <laughs> radio host there. So tell us what you think about Master of None, Jessica Jones, or Beasts of No Nation, or all three. <laughs> or all three. <laughs> all three. <laughs> we're, so once again, where are we at tw- on Twitter? Um, at Square Eyes Guys. Yeah. And Gmail is the Square Eyes Guys at gmail.com that's it beautiful alright I think that'll do for, for this week sounds good we'll, um, we'll see you next time we better hear from you <laughs> yeah or else <laughs> or else we'll be reading out more <laughs> more spam <laughs> alright cheers bye 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 bye